0: On today's show, we track the rise and descent of the queens, discuss all these bumps and bruises, and yell at the queen who had one job to do. All this and more on Drag Center.
1: Y'all told her on the internet it was funny. I blame y'all.
0: Welcome to Drag Center. We're going to break down this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars to give you the stats and opinions that matter ours. I'm Rob. And I'm Eustace. And let's jump into this. Ooh. First, I have a message to say to World of Wonder, Logo, and VH1. Uh-oh. Every episode so far has been an hour and a half, and you guys, you guys decide to cut it to an hour on Snatch Game? Yeah, what the hell is that? Um, collectively of all viewers of Drag Race, how dare you? Right. Seriously, this should be a three-hour episode. That's right. Not an hour. It's not enough. I don't, there was a lot of drama on this week's episode, but I wanted more snatch. Honestly. And honestly, that's the first time those words have ever been said by your mouth. My mother would be so happy right now if she could hear this. Yeah. My mom just wants to see the snatch that we're talking about. And this was a pretty (laughs) good snatch this week. I needed more time. All right. That being said, that's off the table. Okay. It's off the table? I'm just upset with World of Wonder for giving us, robbing us. Look, I have bigger issues to be upset with them about. I don't know what's happening with the editing. I laughed. I cried. I shit my pants. It became a part of me. I mean, what is happening with Snatch Game? It used to be fun. Mm-hmm. And now it's an hour and we have to cry during the episode. I, all I wanted to do. There was too much. All I wanted to do was roll up to the couch with my with my cocktail and mm-hmm. laugh my ass off. Yes. Like season six and beyond. Yeah. Like that's all I wanted in the world. But no. Now I did some research. Oh god. And I Google. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> I Googled some words together. That's like I wanted, a real millennial. I wanted to find out. First off, thank you for calling me a millennial. Mm-hmm. God bless you. I wasn't looking you in the face when I said it though Okay um, I wanted to find out how significant Snatch Game is Now I wanted mean? to find out if Is it an indicator of telling who's going to win the game is this Is this an indicator of anything And you know what it is. We well, you know that. If the Snatch Game. Rob, if everyone knew that. Are you just trying to prove the point? No, I'm proving the point because I just needed to confirm this point because I don't oh, okay. want to tell so just you confining. guys. I don't want to tell you guys something that's not true. Okay. These, if you're in the top, the percentage of you being in the top at the finals is just almost 100%. There are some exceptions. Peppermint is one. Peppermint was at the bottom of the Snatch Game. She was one of the bottom two. Yeah. And she came in second place in her season. And Tyra, she had, Tyra Sanchez had, she had immunity that week. She would have been in the bottom. Yeah. But she didn't. So she, that's, those are the two exceptions. Back when they had immunity. Otherwise, across the board, if you're in the top of snatch game, you are in the top of the season. Yeah, okay. And that is super significant for this right now because of Kennedy. What? Kennedy was in the bottom now. Oh, okay. So you're saying that that we might see a flip-flop again. Statistically, unless Kennedy's able to break this, Kennedy, this might be an indicator that Kennedy's not going to make it to the finals. Well, I think we're looking at an anomaly, frankly, because the weird thing about um, All Stars, first of all, is that it's a shorter season. Starts uh, snatch game occurs so much earlier in the run, Uh, maybe not percentage wise, but it just uh, happens so much earlier because there's fewer queens to start with. So, so I'm just not sure that it's really the same with All Stars as it is in the regular run seasons. What was it like in All-Stars 2? Do you remember? Yeah, I remember it was – well, All-Stars 2 had Alaska – at the top. She won it. Sure. So, and then the bottoms of the alls of the All-Stars 2 season was Roxy Andrews and Tatiana. Yeah, but Roxy was in at the end, wasn't she? Listen, I'm just saying doesn't work all the yeah, time. Yeah, okay. Okay, okay. But I And think... also I'm saying I might be saying that Roxy was possibly dragged along by her friends in the All-Stars 2 season. Right, which we almost got again. But anyway, should we move on to stats? Yeah, let's hear some stats. Okay, this was a very exciting episode. There was a lot. A lot, a lot going on. Um, so we are down one queen now at the end of this to six. Yes. More information to come, of course. Uh we're likely gonna be gaining at least one, maybe two back. Mm-hmm. We had three RuPauls. <laughs> oh, okay. We had two shady shady notes. Oh one on a mirror, one on a wall. Yes. We had one gingham fantasy, another mm-hmm. RuPaul. And then and then, ladies and gentlemen, could I have a drum roll please? We are now up to five. Count them five death drops for this entire season. Yes. I'm actually yes. surprised we have not had more. I know, but I'm happy with all five. So we had a poll out on Insta this week. Uh, all right, I love polls. Yes, I know you love the poll. The Insta poll this week was: Who will you give your eggplant to? Oh, Rob, who would you give your eggplant to? I would have to go with Rue. No, jeez, I need to put a low jack on you. you need to up your game a little bit. That's I know, what I right? Say so our listeners and insta fans have Mm -hmm. gone out to our insta drag center pod and they have voted on who will you give your eggplant to and the overwhelming winner was trixie good so if you're interested in our next insta poll just stay tuned to the (laughs) stay tuned to the end of this episode and we'll be talking more about it all right and let's it's time for hot seat Ooh. Our guest today grew up in upstate New York where he perfected the art of snatching the wig off the homecoming queen. He refuses to do the splits cuz he's a good Christian. Welcome drag race super fan Matthew Horox.
2: Good morning. Yes.
0: The, you have done drag before.
2: I did drag for a very long time. Um, I not to the. I would. I would never say that it was to the level of of drag race. Okay. Um, very much a small city suburban level drag.
0: How many years have you? Did you do it for?
2: It was about twenty years. Your drag
0: performer name is.
2: Um, my drag performer name was Suzanne Springs. Suzanne Springs. Um, I liked the name Suzanne. I always liked the name Suzanne. But I, there was a Suzanne Summers. So mm-hmm. I, I. And then Suzanne Falls doesn't sound correct. So I chose Suzanne. Springs. Springs.
0: Springs. What was Suzanne's signature song?
2: Um she loved the she was the queen of the mid tempo. Um, not too fast, not too slow. And it was usually something international. So a lot of times I didn't necessarily get a great response because people didn't know what the song was. I always did drag for me, not for other people. I liked the performing. Mm-hmm. And it I mean, people did enjoy my drag. But most of the time, if I thought about like, what was my favorite song to ever perform? It would have been Kylie Minogue's Wow. At that time, there wasn't a RuPaul's Drag Race. There mm-hmm. wasn't, there was nothing. You know, there wasn't a, a presence of drag or um, gender fluid. Starting RuPaul's Drag Race, I didn't necessarily agree with RuPaul's Drag Race when it first started. I didn't Mm -hmm. feel like, and I think it was because there wasn't anything like it prior to that. But as the seasons went on, I think it did show a more positive Mm -hmm. side of drag. You know, it's a very expensive hobby and also a very expensive career for people Mm -hmm. that sometimes pays back and a lot of times doesn't. Mm
0: -hmm. So we hear a lot of talking about this, especially around the Chi Chi storyline about how expensive it can be. Yes
2: so it's a lot different now from what it had been when I started when I started doing drag the bet the most expensive thing that you would buy would be your gowns because it was all pageants and more pageants and mm-hmm. benefits and you were you know you were constantly either fighting for a crown or raising money for hiv/aids mm-hmm. um, makeup is a huge expense I had my bag of makeup stolen from my car one time and it and I didn't I didn't buy expensive cosmetic just to buy regular Walmart makeup section cosmetics I think I think it was close to $120 to replace everything. Right. So yeah. when you're living hand to mouth and you're going to do shows and you're maybe making $25 to $50 in tips and you're not getting paid by the bar, $120 on makeup is a lot as well as buying clothes... There weren't a lot of queens that did costumes. The the queens that did costumes were the ones that made them themselves. I never had that talent. I always just bought regular clothes from stores. I always relied on looking like a woman. That was was what I had. I didn't have the ability to sew or, you know, do these large production numbers that some of these queens were able to do.
0: Hey, on the topic of makeup, we had a listener write in, and she has kind of an interesting question for you. I think you'd be... Uniquely suited
2: to Mm -hmm. answer. I love a question.
0: Here's what Beth O had to say. Hi, Beth O. (laughs) I am new to the show and wondering if all of the stars do their own styling and makeup. How long does this take on average and where do they learn these skills? The contouring is absolutely fabulous.
2: You know, everybody goes through how they do their makeup differently. Some drag queens don't do their makeup at all. They don't know how to do their makeup. Somebody else does it for them. Whether it's a friend that's a makeup artist Sometimes it's their girlfriend, and they're just doing it based on the idea that they know, you know, what a woman should look like. And sometimes that's correct, and sometimes it's not. Other drag queens will have what's considered a drag family. A drag mother. I, myself, had a drag mother, Rebecca Holden. I also had a drag grandmother, Miranda Blue. My drag mother actually never taught me how to do makeup. It's not necessarily PC, but I always said that I went through the Helen Keller school of makeup. I just remembered how the brushes felt on my face, mm. went and did the same thing mm-hmm. afterwards. And after, you know, a, a couple of failed attempts, you know, you get the rhythm of it. You learn your face, you learn what looks good, what doesn't look good. But you In, mostly,
0: you mostly did fish,
2: right? Correct. Yeah. So To my, to my benefit, I had a naturally feminine face to start, so it didn't really necessarily require the, the level of Heavy foundations, heavy right. contouring. Um, where some drag queens would take an hour to an hour and a half to get ready, I could put my makeup on in ten minutes.
0: Yeah. Mm. So the so contouring is not something that you had a lot of familiarity. So
2: with and that stuff, is but. one of the things that sort of um, I am no longer doing drag. Um, I figured after I did one last performance, it was a couple of years ago, and I was getting ready for it, and I was just like, I don't care about this anymore. Mm. For me. Like, mm-hmm. I still think it's a, it's an amazing art. I've, I still watch the show. But for me, it wasn't, I didn't get the enjoyment out of it that I used to get. And I went to do the show here in Chicago at Roscoe's, and um, I'm standing in the back room watching the other queens get ready, and they had so much passion for it. They brought everything they had with them. Mm-hmm. You know, closets full of clothes, a friend to help them with their makeup and to put the other stuff on. I wore the outfit that I had on. I performed in it. I knew never changed out of it. And in between, I just kind of stood in the background being like, I don't understand why I'm here. I'm getting older. And, you know, my body doesn't necessarily enjoy standing in heels for hours at a time anymore. As far as um, the contours, the things of that nature, it's something that hopefully somebody teaches you. The new drag queens, people that are just starting, people that are interested in it, is there is nine million YouTube videos of you know from the queens from the from the drag, from race, the drag race, yeah, race, yeah, from queens, the drag yeah. race. Queen showing you exactly how they put on their makeup, which I think is very beneficial for anybody that is starting out and is really passionate about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and feel lucky that you didn't have to try to figure it out with your best girlfriend in your bathroom at your dad's house <laughs> yeah, When your dad was out. Yeah, when your when your dad had gone bowling and your friend came over and you were, you know, you had stolen three pieces of makeup out of your mom's, you know, makeup case.
0: All right, let's get back to business. Here. The first category is the Queen's Rise and Descent. We're gonna go through each of the Queens right now and talk about their performance in the Snatch game. We're gonna start right now with Aja, who did Crystal LaBeja. What did you think?
2: Okay, so seeing Aja as Crystal LaBeja, I didn't know who Crystal LaBeja was. Okay. But I don't think, based on her performance, it mattered. Um, I felt like her performance was strong. She was clearly conveying a character the entire time. It's, it was clear to me that she had done her research. Yeah. Um, the costume seemed solid.
0: The, the house of La Beja was represented. Yes. Yes. I agree with that. I thought it was a very solid performance. She knew this person. It's, it was one of those things that I, I personally was not familiar with. And it just now doing research afterwards. Yeah. Yes, this is a standout character. She did a great job. Um it was she was funny when she needed to be. She was not on the top of this one. All right, next up is BB with Grace Jones.
2: BB as Grace <laughs> Jones. So, I felt it was very lackluster. Mm-hmm. Grace Jones to me is so over the top. And though it may have been the editing, mm-hmm. um, you know, aside from – I think it was only a line from the movie Boomerang, the thing about her pussy where she got up and put her leg on the, on the table and <clears throat> um, that's from the movie Boomerang.
0: I thought it was a solid performance. I thought she she came in. I mean, granted, she – I think Grace Jones might be more of an intimidating, scary presence. Yeah. And I did not feel that with Bebe, but I thought she did – a pretty damn good job. Next, we're going to do a Shangela. Shangela
2: did Jennifer motherfucking Lewis. What did you think? Snatch Game started and they hadn't even talked to anybody. They just flashed all of them and as soon as I saw her, I knew exactly Mm -hmm. who she was. I thought that she did. I thought she did an amazing job with it. She got the voice, the side comments, the little, you know, out the side of your mouth comments when somebody else is doing something. I felt like she placed them well, Mm -hmm. not just throwing them in wherever you felt like they could go.
0: All right. Next up Kennedy portraying Phaedra Parks
2: When she initially Started out I thought I was Really going to Enjoy the character mm-hmm. Yeah um, The The Extended name Of the church She had yeah, been to song, that she I thought to. that There was going to be More religious humor In it I right. do I love I do love A, a good You know Everyone Jesus does. joke Yes um, But it I felt like she Like she had The one joke And then It fell out
0: I I think that Actually you hit on Something and we Can go back to uh To Aja on the the same point like it doesn't really matter If you know the person or not they're not Being hired to impersonate That person yeah. they're hired to use that Person as a jumping ground to display Themselves yeah. all right next up is Ben doing Paul Lynn.
2: I was surprised that they didn't Have that there wasn't a big to Do about him doing a male character That's been a big thing in the Past so I was, I'm was. i wondering if that Change was due to the social Climate yep. gender fluidity mm-hmm. um, Inclusion <laughs> and Acceptance, so
0: I think again Ben is showing that he can get lost in the character he does he can actually take Ben de La creme's character put it aside go in there and be a completely different character All right next up is Chichi <laughs> playing Maya
2: Angelou Yeah I you know I felt so I enjoy Chichi I uh-huh. like Chichi I think she's sweet as sweet as punch but I had to fast forward through her scenes it made me so uncomfortable. I mean, I saw the initial thing where RuPaul pointed out that she had spelled the name wrong. It almost felt like they should have edited that out because it felt like they had actually fallen out of the show.
0: It definitely pulled us out. (laughs) Next up is Trixie, and we're actually going to pull into the next segment, which is called You Had One Job to Do. Matt?
2: I really felt like she was into the character. I think she got nervous and overexcited and just was Throwing out one-liners every single moment that a one-liner could fit in whether it needed to be there or not She was using every moment Mm -hmm. to try to add a one-liner in and I think that's where people were just like, okay, like, one is good, like, don't keep doing them. I thought she looked like RuPaul, and she had had her little spat with with Shangela. I think a lot of that all played into her just getting diarrhea of the mouth.
0: Personally, I think Tyra Banks said it best on America's Next Top Model in April 2005, when she said, I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you learn something from this?
2: Yeah. Because if not RuPaul, then who do you, like, do you have an idea of who you think she could have done really well?
0: Trixie needed to pick someone that was close to Trixie. Like, it would have been funny if she would have played Barbie. All right. Next topic, bumps and bruises. We're going to
2: stick with Trixie. Can she
0: recover from this?
2: No. I think that RuPaul brought BB back to- To win. to, To win.
0: And we'll be right back after this. Hey, Rob. Yeah. So uh, one of our listeners, Robin B, wrote in, um, actually sent in this comment. All right.
1: Shangela is really pissing me off because I feel like her whole thing here is about making this like an episode of like Survivor or Big Brother, Real World or something. And it's Shangela and her like alliances bullshit is driving me nuts because at the end of the day, she shouldn't be eliminating people based on whether or not she thinks they're gonna save her later she winds up in the bottom then what needs to save her is her busting her ass to do better to have proven that she's worth giving another chance to if she screws the pooch on a certain episode. The Game of Thrones thing is driving me nuts. Every time she says anything about it, I flip out a little bit and I start screaming at my TV like a crazy person. Should there be this element of the Survivor game versus truly fierce performances and amazing presentation and like the kind of person that we want to see as a role model to other people?
0: This is an interesting comment. I hadn't really thought of it quite that way before. Mm -hmm. So in on Kron.com, actually, there was an interview of Chichi post this last episode. Chichi said, I don't think I had that survivor instinct going into All-Stars. I didn't tap into, I have to be here, I have to survive, I have to be here, I have to win this challenge. I'm going to go home and I'm going to study all night about uh, what I'm going to do tomorrow. It was none of that this time around. I think that was my downfall. Yeah, probably. I... We, I mean, we saw it this episode. So you think that when they play this game, the contestants have to have that, uh, well, Robin referred to it as uh, like Survivor, the game of Survivor. Yeah. But you think they have to have that strategy in order to compete? It It is a part of the charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. It's strategy. Do you think it, it's a part of All-Stars separate from uh, the regular seasons? No, I think it's just a part of being on a reality game show and having it interesting. You know that they're going to put some sort of a twist in. This is on every show their strategy.
2: That's interesting.
0: So back to Shangela. Uh-huh. Uh, what are your, what's your view on Shangela in this um, game, game of, of Thrones, Thrones thing? Yeah. It's a little much at this point. I think it would have been, if it was one week, one example, I would have been fine with it. But like every week we're spending two, three to four minutes of just listening to a Game of Thrones analogy. We get it. Uh, that's just. I don't think the, we're listening to three or four minutes, but I get your point. It's a little repetitive at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, I think it's an. I. I mean, I think she's tapping into something. I think a lot of people watch Game of Thrones, obviously, and they yeah. can. Another listener, Todd H. I was having a conversation with him mm-hmm. separately, and um, he confided in me that he's. Uh, he feels that Shangela is really a, a reality star. Yeah. That's what she is. She's not a drag queen star. She's not an all star. I think she is a drag star. I think that she has the skill set to be both. And I think that that makes her a threat. And she knows what she's doing in this game. Hey, we should talk about the Insta Poll that's coming up. Absolutely. What is it this week? Okay, so this is Insta Poll number four. Uh-huh. When you go out to our Insta account, which is DragCenterPod, look for number four. Um, the question this week is going to be, who should have gone home after Snatch Game? So there's only three choices. Okay. You can choose Trixie, Kennedy, or Chi-Chi. Uh-huh. We know that Chi-Chi did go home or she's the one who was eliminated, but I want to hear from you. So go out, use your likes. This is a little different, but like the person you wanted to send home or you wish would have gone home. So listen carefully, like the person that you wanted to go home. This is a switch and we will <laughs> announce on the next episode who should have gone home according to our listeners. In the meantime, if you're stuck at work and you want something to do, or if you're mm-hmm. on a, a train or a bus or you're just sitting at home, yeah. um, we are talking every single day on our... Facebook page, which is Drag Center Pod. You can come out and comment, comment, comment. We're putting out articles, we're putting out thoughts, etc. So, all right, well, we'd like to thank our guest, Matthew Horrocks. Yes, thank you, Matthew. And we will talk talk to you next time on Drag Center. (laughs)